Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platbong. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Listen to the engine moaning out as one old song. You can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before. But your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do when you're riding 16 hours and there's nothing much to do. And you don't feel much like riding You just wish the trip was through Mm. See, here I am On the road again There I am Up on the stage Here I go Playing star again There I go, turn the page. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. This is Oilers Now. I'm Oilers looking to turn the page on the disappointing 2018-19 season, opening up training camp on the ice tomorrow. Oilers had their... Physicals, medicals, those sort of things today. Uh, we'll hear from Edmonton Oilers forward 
Leon Dreisaitl coming down the pipe uh, sometime just after 1 o'clock on today's edition of Oilers Now, which is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. This is Oilers Now. Lots to get to. Yesterday, uh, the Oilers Entertainment Group had their annual Barry Cates golf tournament. Barry, by the way, now 89 years of uh, age. Uh, had the tournament out at the Country Club. It was a terrific event. Uh, all the media out there for that. I'd like to thank uh, Brendan Escott for filling in yesterday's show. Ken Holland did an availability. We're going to get to a whole bunch of stuff coming up with Ken Holland uh, coming up in the first half hour of the show. We'll also hear from Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. It's brought to you by Who's Live Anyways. September 28th at the River Cree Resort Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster. Uh, check that. Tickets at RiverCreeResort.com. We're so used to the liner that we had for the last six years on this show from the River Cree. Uh, but uh, yes, RiverCreeResort.com. Who's Live Anyways, taking place September the 28th. You can text us at 630-630, our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. I'm on Twitter, Bob underscore Stoffer. We have a few followers uh, on our Oilers Now account. Brendan's on the other side. Uh, Brendan with two E's and Brendan. And Escott is a double T ending. How you doing, Brendan? What's going on? What's the latest? Oh, we're just getting geared up for the start of this season. The Crusaders yeah. open it up on Friday as well, so we're getting busy. Yeah, I bumped into uh, Kyle Chase the other uh, couple days ago. Good guy that's uh, involved in running that team. We'll have to have a conversation one of these days, Brendan, uh, about uh, the, the prospects uh, for that. The Oilers' uh, availability took place today with the players. They filtered in over the course the last couple down, uh, hours at Rogers Place. Oilers had a big... Um, staff uh, thing take place earlier this morning as well with new COO Tom and Selmy. All right, straight off to the Oilers Now Audio Vault. It is brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Ken Holland, this is uh, from yesterday's availability, talking about having some uh, veterans come aboard with Mike Smith and Goal and James Neal. In today's world, everyone talks about the leadership group. You know, there's a group of people in that locker room that really um, drive your team. Certainly those are two vets uh, that have had a lot of success in their careers. Uh, You know, obviously Tip has coached both of them at some point in time in their career. Um, uh, So they're going to be really important on the ice and off the ice um, to the success of the hockey team. So... uh, um, we're excited that they're here. That's you know part of the reason that uh, we did the deals and did the signings is uh, we we're trying to bring in some people with some some veteran leadership. To I always think it's important to have some 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 older people in that locker room because when things are rocky, um, and you know over 82 game season, there's a good chance you're gonna have some rocky patches. That uh, players that have been through it um, can kind of keep keep everybody calm. Keep. All right, uh, Evan Bouchard, the top player, uh, top skater, because the goaltenders were pretty good for the Oilers rookies. But in the two games that were played against the Flames rookies, and we're not going to see, I think we'll see a different incarnation of that event moving forward. But Ken Holland spoke about Evan Bouchard, saying he won't be with the Oilers unless he is playing. So he won't be here as a 6 or 7D man. My philosophy has always been to be very patient with young players. Um, 
Now, I did put Dylan Larkin on the Detroit Red Wings when he was 19. So, um, you know, for every rule, there's an exception. I thought he played very well. Um, those two, the, the two rookie games. Um, I think he was our best conditioned athlete by all the testing um, of all the, of the of the rookies. So he's done his, he's put his work in in the summer. Um, I want to see watch him play in preseason. And uh, obviously, there's you know you got some three four you know you got Persson who came over from Sweden. We got Lagesson, Bear Jones from uh, the American League. You got Bush. You got Samarukov, and then you got all the uh, Manning, and you got all those other players that were on the team. So I'm looking forward to watching. Uh, I think Tip and I are looking forward to watching in preseason and seeing how it all shapes out. Well, obviously, we're going to carry seven. He's not fighting for for seven spots. He's fighting for six spots. My philosophy always is, as you're putting the roster together, I'll say to the head coach, you're playing tomorrow, uh, tell me who's in the lineup. And if a young player's not in the lineup, he's going to the American League. If he's in the lineup, then we have a, a further conversation about um, where he fits. I'd rather make the call during the season to call the player up than to make the call during the season to send the player down. I, I think it's easier on their their, their 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 mind, their mentality to be working their way up than, than down. So um, the young players have to uh, have to take the job from from a veteran. Ken Holland uh, was pressed on Connor McDavid as well. He had this to say on preseason availability: either one at most, yeah. or very likely zero. Um, you know, we've got uh, three weeks to go, and I'd say, you know, I said somebody here, I mean, we're going to be conservative. I'd rather be safe than sorry. If he's not ready for opening night, he's not ready for opening night. Um, you know, I've been, um, he was obviously in Toronto all, uh, all summer. He's got a group of people there that were that were working with him on his rehab. Um, Mark Lindsay and Gary Roberts and obviously Jeff Jackson, his agent. There were some other people. Um, I got constant videos, one and two videos a week of him skating um, and training. And our, our training staff, our doctors were in communication. We had some uh, conference calls early. I, I took over in May, so May and June. And then they communicated uh, our, our staff with their staff. And I think that uh, everything we've heard all along has been positive. Um, you obviously, you guys have seen him skate. I mean, he's involved in uh, he's scrimmaging and he's uh, doing things three on three down low. So I think he's in a great spot. But uh, um, we might as well be conservative and safe. That is Kent Holland. Uh, more additional comments coming up from the Oilers, President of Hockey Operations and General Manager on what the bottom six guys need to do to win a spot. The Oilers right now with at least some extra depth, uh, specifically uh, in the forward flanks, maybe lines. Uh, and some might say they only have, if James Neal bounces back right now, maybe Edmonton only has four top six forwards. Some might say that. But they certainly have more depth uh, on the bottom six. Here's Ken Holland. I mean, obviously, one of the things, you know, we're penalty killing. You know, um, we've signed some players that have penalty killed in other cities. Um, can we find some chemistry between pairs? And uh, we need some penalty killing. Then we want to get some uh, some secondary scoring. Um, you know, the, you'd like to be able to have some, um, some size and, and, and maybe spend some time in the offensive zone. So um, over the seven preseason games, that'll be an opportunity. Those guys are going to play. Lots of games. They're all going to play probably four, five, six games. So um, we're trying to see who's going to make the team. 
but at the same time, you know, who, who's going to um, complement one another to form line combinations, and then obviously uh, who's going to play more minutes and what role they're going to have on the team. Those are the things that, uh, that we're going to try to figure out here over the next three weeks. There's just a poise and experience, and it's not combative in terms of how he deals with the media. He doesn't look at the media as though they're the enemies. Uh, he has relationships. And I, I bring this up because we have, you know, we have schools now for people in communications positions to work in PR. What used to happen is the PR people used to be media guys or gals that transitioned. Uh, PR people used to be media, uh, you know, have a career as a, a television on air personality or a, a radio broadcaster or a writer. And then they morphed, like John Short at one time, went from writing in the Alberta Report. People forget this, but he predated Bill Tawilly as the PR director uh, for the Edmonton Oilers and did it for a couple of years and then resurfaced in like 82, 83 and around that time on CFRN radio back in the day. Bill Twilley came to the Oilers from CFCW in radio and had a long and extensive career and he had some talent. Uh, not everybody agreed with Bill. He could be at times a little bit adversarial. And so Holland comes from a different area when interpersonal relationships are okay and when hockey types and organizations don't need to be uh, protected. You know, because real men and women can look at each other and they can tell each other the way it is and not sit there and whisper behind each other's backs and... You know, oh, you can't talk to this guy, but you can't talk. Like, you let the guy make the choice. And Holland clearly is comfortable talking about a lot of different topics, and he's got ample experience doing it. And um, this is so if you happen to be a listener to the show that's attending one of those fine communication skills out there, my recommendation is to get, do some part time media work to enhance your career. It might make you better down the road. Here is Ken Holland on the trade interest out there in Yesa Poliarvi. I believe there's teams out there that are interested. Um, obviously, I didn't get uh, anything that I felt that, that worth, you know, pushing to the final stages and getting a deal done. So, you know, you get into late August and everybody, everything kind of goes quiet. And then now, now you've got everybody's had prospect tournaments all over the league, so it's it's kind of gone quiet. We'll see. I'm not, uh, I'm not too, um, I'm not going to force something if it's there. Ryan, I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll explore it. If it's not there, um, I'm prepared to sit. That is Oilers President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Ken Holland, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. We did an event in Red Deer, great community, by the way, on Saturday. And Dave Tippett said something interesting. So today at Tippett's availability, I took the time to ask him, and to extrapolate on what he said in Red Deer involving he wanted the Oilers to play as a five-man attack on the offense and five-man back on defense. In today's game, you have to have five people involved in the attack. And it's not so much on the rush. You, Your defensemen have to support the forwards going up the ice. It's just you have to be, I talk about five players in each zone all the time. And uh, whether you're on offense or defending, uh, 
you have to have numbers. That's the only way you can survive in the league right now. So the ability to have defensemen, you know, support the forwards on uh, not just coming out of our end, but all the way up into the offensive zone, into the forecheck is a big key. And on the vice versa, you've got, once you turn the puck over, it changes hands in the offensive zone. We want five back, not... Uh, it won't be defensemen defending and forwards on the offense. We'll work together as a group of five on the ice. All right, so that's interesting. I think at times the orders were a little bit disjointed. Uh, I think as a result of having five-man attack, five-man back, uh, you're going to see more active defensemen in the offensive zone being a part of the offensive cycle at stages. It won't all be a, a cycle strictly in the corners with the forwards. Uh, there'll be a defenseman will be, I'm going to assume, expected to activate a little bit more, and that in turn is going to result in a different type looking defense. I realize five of the six D-men are back. Uh, Ethan Bear, I'm going to reiterate the point right now, has reported in terrific shape. It's going to be really intriguing to see because Joel Person comes in here on a one-year contract, one-way deal out of Sweden. He's going to be in a great spot to be on the team. Then another one of the defensemen, like I, I'd almost pencil in Person for sure. To me, he'd almost have to play himself out of a spot after spending the last couple of years uh, playing in Sweden. So he's to me, he's pretty much got a spot, which means there's one more spot left. Does it go to Lagesson, who's a left shot and has played a couple of years pro? Does it go to either Caleb Jones or Ethan Bear? Jones left, Bear right. They've both played two years pro. Evan Bouchard didn't, in my mind, hurt himself with his performance in the junior games. So with the juniors, the uh, the rookie games. The but you heard uh, Holland talk about the fact that he's not going to play Bouchard unless he's in the, the starting six every night. So this can be real intriguing to watch. But I do think you're going to see offensively a little. The Oilers have to get more points from their defense. That's been part of what's undermined them the last couple of seasons. I mean, 38 and 35 points respectively for Clefbaum and Sekra and. And then 16-17, and the team uh, cut a whole bunch of... Gl- they spent more time in the offensive zone. That's the thing about Evan Bouchard. Evan Bouchard can make plays under stress and duress and when he's fatigued. Uh, but part of what's going to make Evan Bouchard a, a good defenseman is the team's going to be in the offensive zone mo- more because he can make pla- passes and plays. And the Oilers have had some guys that, you know maybe a little bit too passive defensively as well. And that's where they're going to need the back support coming from the forwards to guarantee that the defense can force the play a bit more. So five-man attack up front, five-man back, according to Dave Tippett. Jason Greger asked a question about the Oilers penalty kill. It's been awful for three years. It's been awful since November of 2016 when they lost one of their committed penalty killers. And he's not a great five-on-five player. He's not an NHL player. But the fact is, Adam, uh, uh, the you know, the owners brought in Adam Larson uh, for Taylor Hall in 2016-17. The team took a step forward. But for the final four months of that year, the owners' penalty killing stunk. And it came right around the time Anton Lander went down. Coincidence or circumstance? I don't know. I mean, maybe it'd have to do with the save percentage for... The orders Cam Talbot that year, but here's what happens with penalty killing. You There's got, a couple things. Yeah, almost Brandon. That's a, that's a pregnant pause I gave you there. Um, bottom line, you got to have committed guys doing it, and Lander was committed. I'll give you the example of Mark Letestu. Mark Letestu was brought in in the summer 2015-16 as a fourth line center and to help out on PK. He was more effective, as it turned out, on the power play than as a penalty killer. He didn't have the quickness and the stop-start speed to be an effective PK guy. And despite being a right shot, he'd be the first to tell you that he didn't 
win enough face-offs. you got to win face-offs. And we'll take it one step further. Then Latestu became super effective on the power play. So suddenly a guy that was supposed to be a fourth-line center is really playing almost second-line slash third-line center minutes. And at that stage in his career, maybe something he wasn't capable of doing. And so... You know, a guy being brought in, suddenly he was on the first unit power play and the first or second unit PK, except was not a horse that you could ride down the middle at 18 minutes a game. So the Oilers need guys that are committed to the penalty-killing role, and Dave Tippett hits on that in this segment here. There's a couple things for me. It's personnel, uh, people that are dedicated to doing the job on the PK. I think we've added some of those people this summer that will really help that. Goaltending is a big part of it. You have Your goaltender has to be uh, at the top of his game, to, uh, especially on the penalty kill. Uh, Jim Playfair will, will handle that. We'll, uh, I like what he's done this summer. He's done a lot of research. Uh, talked to our, a lot of our players already about things that are our expectations for penalty kill. Um, so personnel, goaltending, a little bit of structure. Um, and I, that was kind of one of my things as a player, obviously. At the World Cup, uh, I handled the penalty kill in there. So we'll, some of the schemes that we use there will be similar to what we're going to see from our team. But it's an area that has to improve. And uh, um, it goes with our goals against. Our goals against has to come down if we're going to be a playoff team, and the penalty killing will be a big part of that. All right, that is Dave Tippett. He is the Edmonton Oilers head coach. 12-25 in Oilers now. You never know who's going to appear on the show over the course of the next, I don't know, 72 hours. Uh, up next, NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. You're listening to Oilers now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Dave Tippett was asked today, you know, is Connor McDavid going to be in a non-contact jersey? He said he's going to want to be one of the guys. And McDavid has just spoken. We'll have some audio coming up for you probably between 1 and 1.30 uh, if Reed Wilkins can get it to us down at Rogers' place. And I have a feeling he's going to be out there for the opening day of uh, training camp. Um it's looking like he's going to be ready for day one. That's just, just the sense I get. Just like we got a sense three months ago that we were telling you that we weren't sure Kyle Project was going to be able to play. Tippett mentioned today that he is, in fact, uh, uh, going to fail his physical and will not be at training camp. So uh, Kyle Project, 900-plus games in the NHL. I'm sure glad Robin Brownlee didn't, uh, uh, you know, was lucky I took the buyout on that one at 200 bucks back in the day. Could have been a lot more expensive. $5 per game. Yikes. All right. To NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Building tailored, branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time, every time. Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brendan Escott. Josh Morrissey signed an eight-year contract extension. Eight years with the Winnipeg Jets. An AAV of $6.25 million that starts after this season. He's coming off a career year in which he averaged 22 minutes, 24 seconds in ice time and scored 31 goals. The Rangers inking restricted free agent forward Brendan Lemieux to a one-year deal, not disclosing financial terms. Down in Calgary yesterday, the Flames signing Michael Stone to a one-year $700,000 deal, which is a far cry from the $3.5 million cap hit he was bought out from with Calgary earlier this offseason. Logan Couture is the new captain of the San Jose Sharks. Brent Burns, Joe Thornton, Tomas Hurdle, and Eric Carlson will serve as the alternates. The 30-year-old Couture has spent his entire career in San Jose and takes over as captain from 
from the departed Joe Pavelski. In Ottawa, Mark Borwiecki, Ron Hainsey, and John Gabriel Pajot will uh, form the leadership group, all as alternate captains for DJ Smith. They will run without a captain this year. And they also lost Christian Malinen, the young defender, to a torn labrum. He will miss the next four months. It happened on Monday during an on-ice activity. Golden Knights defenseman Shea Theodore revealed a testicular cancer diagnosis he had dealt with over the summer. Just 24, he did have a procedure to remove the affected area, has made a full recovery. The Edmonton Oil Kings continue exhibition action tonight. They are in Dawson Creek, taking on the Prince George Cougars in the first of two games to round out the preseason schedule, Bob. All right, 12:29. off to a global news weather traffic update. Trusted voice here in Edmonton, Eileen Bell up next. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.